Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, August 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, secret network chat with Secret Labs, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Let's take a listen. I guess let's just start uh, kind of at the top of everything. So today we're going to be focusing on Secret Network, which probably everyone in here is aware about. Um, but uh, for anyone checking out recordings later, shout out Terror Spaces. Super brief overview. Um, I'll probably let one of these guys do it. It'll do better justice than me. But it is a privacy-oriented smart contract layer one blockchain. So you can go and build dApps and interact with them and have privacy by default. Um, anything you guys want to add to that, just as a brief? I think it's a good brief. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you know that's cool. So I guess then that brings us to you guys at Secret Lab. So maybe if each of you want to give a little brief introduction of yourselves, what, what you specialize in, how you kind of found Secret, where you fit in at Secret Labs. And then after that, maybe how Secret Labs fits into the whole Secret Network picture. Um, and we can just go left to right here. So we'll start with you, Lior. Yeah, sure. So... Uh... I'm Lior Bondarevsky. I'm 27 years old. Um, actually, in the past, I think, eight years, I've been working in the cyber in, in the cybersecurity industry. And then uh, both of my friends, uh, Tom and uh, Asav, that is also here, um, they introduced me to Secret Labs and uh, to this all new topic for me, the Web3. And I really enjoyed to hear about it and uh, decided to join Secret Labs. And here I am as a developer in Secret Labs. In Secret Labs. So do you mainly do like uh, back-end stuff, front-end? Sorry, can you repeat it? Are you mainly a dev for like front-end stuff, back-end? Do you work with like the contracts? Yeah, so mainly back-end. I'm working um, mainly on the blockchain itself. Cool. Sweet. And then, yeah, Tom, go ahead. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Tom. Uh, I'm a developer at Secret Labs as well. I've been actually right from the beginning for like two and a half years in Secret Labs already. And yeah, we didn't mention it, but Secret Labs is a core developer at Secret Network. And we are the founders of Secret Network. Um, and yeah. Uh, that's about it. I think like we like we both we, we like everyone on the team is doing a little bit of everything. Like we do front end, we do back end. Uh, we're a small team, so uh, everyone is pretty much involved in everything. Uh, how big? Yeah. Is, how big is the team total? Is it like five, ten? Uh, we're like eight developers currently. 
Awesome. Cool. So this is funny. I feel like I've asked this question like a lot in recent uh, weeks. Um, so maybe you could touch briefly. I'm sure this is changing over time. I'm sure this was different at launch than it is now and different than it will be in like a year. Um, but what, to what extent and what is sort of the, the difference um, between like secret, the you know, open source permissionless chain and you guys, the, the founders. And I think you, you use the phrase like core devs. Is that like an official sort of like designation? Like uh, how much, I guess, yeah. Where, where, what, what kind of separation is there between the, the company and the chain or are you guys a registered company or? Um, yeah. Secret Labs is a registered company. Um, I mean, secret network is a community, right? So we are, Core devs. Uh, there, there are um, like additional. Like we have a lot of developers in Secret Network. Uh, we have guys that are building uh, decentralized apps, and we have guys uh, like uh, developing, like devs developing all sorts of tools and really cool stuff for the network. Um, so yeah, so we at Secret Labs. We focus like more on the infrastructure level, uh, you know, making sure things work properly on a blockchain level, uh, the contracts themselves, uh, making things work fast and smooth, uh, stuff like that. More on the infrastructure level, and we also like developing apps uh, uh, here and there also. Sweet. So the best people to talk to for all things secret, really. Um, so let's let's jump in a bit. I think that's a pretty good sort of um, overview. Um, uh, I'll turn it over to you guys, what we want to touch on first. Um, I know we kind of want to get into some of the nitty gritty of secret here and just kind of go through everything. I think a lot of people... Uh, I've been wanting kind of an all-in-one place. So do we want to start with sort of some of the technicals of like uh, how Secret works, some of the the tricks it uses under the hood, uh, things like Intel SGX, um, viewing keys, that sort of thing? Or do we maybe want to start more on a outside level for a user, like what kind of day-to-day problems uh, is Secret Network sort of fixing and what, what use cases is it enabling and those sort of things? We could jump into either one of those. I'll turn it over to you guys. Yeah, we'll both are really interesting. Yeah, uh, your so. choice. We can start whenever you, wherever you want. Um, Tom, do you have any preferences? Um, I think it's like more intuitive to start on the high level, and then like deep dive into technical stuff later. What do you think? Yeah. I think that makes sense. Cool. So yeah, let's uh, let's just sort of zoom out as an everyday user, not a developer. Um, whether you're already sort of Web three savage or you're just someone who uses Web two a lot and you know uh, has much to benefit um, from your guys' perspective, what sort of problems are is Secret Network in general tackling, and like what use cases is it enabling for users like myself? Yeah. So in order to understand Secret Network. I would like you all to imagine a, a, a world when uh, in Web2, uh, your credit data and uh, all of your personal data could be exposed to everyone uh, only because you sent the data to some site or uh, to some database. 
so um, this the same problem exists in Web3 as well. We're handling with a lot of private data that uh, no one wants to share uh, with each other. And uh, the way we actually solve this problem is by using secret network. We, our goal is to preserve your data private and uh, to make sure that uh, no one can access to your data if you don't want them to. And uh, this is the main goal here because privacy is a very good thing and uh, we can't live without privacy. We can't live, uh, we can't imagine a, like a world when there is no private data that can, that can be stored in Web 2 and Web 3 should do it as well. Yeah, I'll add to that though. Uh, like really well said by Dior, but uh, I'll add that like, yeah, as Dior said, basically, we can't really imagine true real world adoption to uh, to Web3 without privacy. Like you, you, if you try, you can't really imagine like anything Web2 without privacy, like messaging, medical uh, information, banking information and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, we're here to solve it, to make Web3 better. Uh, yep. Awesome. Cool. So I, I couldn't agree more, which is one of the reasons I kind of was super excited for this space and why, you know, I have investments and interest in secret. And um, yeah, so privacy is like, I think it's something that even people who think they don't care about, uh, they do, or at least they should. Like, I know some people, probably no one in here, but have the attitude of, yeah, I have nothing to hide. I'm not doing anything wrong. Why should I care if, you know, Google sees my data or X, Y, Z or whatever. And I think that's not really the point. And I think uh, everyone in here probably understands and agrees. It, it's it's a more fundamental level of like having the option and the right to just maintain some level of privacy and especially online now, which is just a huge portion of our lives and now getting into financial stuff with blockchain. So um, couldn't be more aligned on that. So how does secret sort of enable this? I don't know exactly how deep you guys might want to go, but um, I know that it is both sort of built on the Cosmos SDK stack, but also different from other chains um, in that uh, I think, I think a number of things are different, like even just the way that uh, the addresses are derived. I know that at Spark, we, we're doing like BEC32 conversion to get, you know, if someone gives us a Juno address, we can derive their Cosmos and uh, Osmosis. Um, but then secret like network is set up a little differently. So not sure where the best place to start is truly, because I'm, I'm not savvy enough, but um, yeah. How does secret network work and how does it achieve this awesome privacy? Yeah. So to start with the, like the, the design of secret network, I would start with how we solve this privacy issue. So in order to maintain privacy, we actually maintain privacy both for the data that is sent and received from the contract. And uh, we also maintain privacy to the data that is stored by the contract. So the whole state of the contract is also maintained as private. So the way you can achieve privacy is by encrypting your data, right? We we all know about the encryption uh, uh, that is going on in uh, Web 2 and the same way we want to do it in, in Web 3, in secret network. So we have 
like um if we deep if we go deep down so the way we do it is by using the Intel SGX. So yeah, we're using the Cosmos uh, stack and uh, the Cosmos uh, stack. And also uh, uh, we're adapting the Cosmosm um, module in order to communicate with the uh, contracts. Um, but the way we do it is to really run the encryption validation and also the encryption of the output and the storage of the contract. All of it is done. All, all of this code is running on uh, Intel SGX um, in a trusted, uh, like in trusted zone, you can call it. And uh, yeah, that's that's the main thing. Like running on an Intel SGX is hard, but when you achieve this, you can actually maintain uh, maintain privacy and maintain like uh, you, you can you can really get your code safe there, right? Uh, that's the whole point of secret network. Maybe Tom wants to add, this, to add something else. Yeah, I think you described it well. Uh, I'll just like, I'll take a step back and maybe like uh, say like a bit uh, in a, in a, on a higher level that, yeah, obviously we're on, on Cosmos SDK, as you mentioned. Um, and secret network is like it's a public chain. Like when you when you send secrets from one address to another, um, it, it's public, just like any other Cosmos chain. Um, the beautiful thing about secret network, uh, it, we call it um, programmable privacy. So the smart contracts on secret network are private. Uh, the state of the of the contract is private, and all the outputs and inputs are private. So you can think of it like uh, like the SSL of Web three, uh, where all the interactions with DApps and all the output you're getting from them uh, are encrypted, and only the user can see them. And the uh, data that the DApps themselves are our uh, story is private and no one except the user uh, can actually access it. Um, and regarding, like specifically you mentioned uh, the address derivation, we uh, decided to uh, to go with a different derivation path to enable in the future, uh, like more convenient features like, like better ledger integration, Ledger the like I mean the hardware wallet uh, and stuff like that, but other than that, we're basically really like any other customs chain except for the private uh, smart contracts. We call them secret contracts. Cool. Okay, so for um, the like trusted zone you mentioned, I'm not sure if that was a specific term or sort of just a description, like Intel SGX is. Is that, I'm just trying to kind of wrap my head around it. So is it when I go from um, secret, normal secret, or any other IBC token, normal atom, uh, whatever, to S secret or S atom, uh, is that like me entering into the zone sort of, or is it running at all times for the whole chain? And it's just that that's when you enable it at the contract level. Like when I when I do the wrapping to get something secret, is that um, is that just something like changing in the code of the contract 
or is it that you're now running on like a part of the network that is this like trusted zone you mentioned? Yeah, so the, the trusted zone, the, the T or SGX um, is used only for smart contracts. So when you just send secret from under, uh, one address, address to another, or when you send Atom or any other, uh, any other IBC token or native tokens, you don't really use the, the SGX or the trusted zone, so nope. to speak. Um, when you wrap it, however, uh, you're basically like you're transferring your native tokens to a smart contract, and the smart contract is minting for you a secret version of these tokens. So from that point, uh, you really enter the trusted zone, the, the private zone, uh, where your transactions, uh, like the, the, the things you do, the uh, tokens you send, the source and the destination are private. Uh, so that's happening with S secret or S item. Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. That's exactly what I was wondering. Yep. Very cool. Okay. Um, so, okay. Is there anything else kind of on, on this level of just sort of how stuff works? Cool tech. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we move on? Um, maybe just to mention, like, uh, we said that like everything is private by default for, uh, for secret contracts. Um, you do, however, have the ability to make everything public if you want, like it, it, it's up to the, uh, the contract developer, uh, he can create public queries. Uh, so for example, we can create a contract of, uh, like we have the, uh, we have uh, sleep twenties, which are the equivalent of, of CW twenties or ERC twenties. Yeah. Um, so we can make them completely public. Uh, or we can make them private. It's the developer's choice. Uh, another thing is that the user usually have the choice to share his private data with with someone else. Uh, the the way he does this is by using something we call uh, keys, uh, which is one method of doing this, which is basically like a password. It's like uh, you can share the uh, your viewing key with and your family, and then your family can uh, query your balance or your transaction history and stuff like that. Oh, um, so it's yeah. like uh, it's um like customizable pub public levels of yeah customizable levels of publicness. Like only these people can see only this data, sort of. Yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. So you you can basically customize it what like however you want. It's it depends on the developer. You can have multiple passwords for different uh, sections of of your data uh, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, we also yeah we, we also have permits with it, which is like if doing keys are like passwords, permits is something uh, a bit different where you. Basically, you uh, sign a message that's saying, hey, like, I'm the owner of this address, and here is a, it's like a stamp saying, here is the permission to view my private data. And then everyone who owns this permit 
can query it. Um, so you can share it with whoever and then you can revoke it, it or like, it's, it's very, very, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, like it's customizable. You can do yeah. all sorts of things. It's really very cool. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Cause yeah, that, may, may be, that's going to enable way more use cases. I'm sure just having that flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Maybe one more thing to mention, like for those who develop contracts uh, over secret networks, so secret contracts, um, all of those uh, privacy modules and everything is given for you. Like you don't need to do anything in order to achieve privacy. And um, the amazing thing in secret network is that, that the privacy is handled by the network itself. So actually, you don't need to do much in order to. You don't need to do anything to in order to achieve privacy. The privacy is given, and all you all you need to do is like to to really choose what data you want to expose to which user, and uh, that's how you can um, give everyone the whole data and like override this privacy. But the privacy is given for you as a developer, which is great. Yeah. No, I can't wait to see what people come up with in time. Like the beauty of something like this is it's new enough. Like also, are, are am I correct in saying you guys are the first, not just in the cosmos, first like working privacy oriented smart contract chain and platform in crypto? Yeah, we're the first to actually ship. Uh, yeah like composable privacy, generic smart contracts with privacy. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. And so like, it, it's funny, I can, we could sit here for hours uh, and like brainstorm stuff and we wouldn't come up with half the things that just people will over the next 10, 15 years because it's such a new thing. Um, and, and the yeah, use case... There, there, there are a lot of days like this in the office where you like spend half a day brainstorming on this esoteric idea that someone comes with and yep. it's very cool and you just want to like see it come you know like uh, develop it in your mind but uh yeah yeah we have we have like a bunch of really cool things coming up uh but maybe we'll save it for later when we like talk on on you know the future and stuff cool cool sweet so okay i think that was a really good overview of sort of the network as a whole um and sort of you guys and secret labs so i guess let's move into some of like those we'll we'll start at sort of a high level but some of those like cool ideas and just like concepts we brainstormed on uh, or that you guys brainstormed on and uh even in a more general sense like I want to talk just a little bit about kind of the things people might not think about initially with privacy that enhances your existing experience. So if you're already a Web3 person, you've been doing DeFi and the rest of the cosmos or maybe on Ethereum or whatever, um, what kind of like benefit can you get from just having stuff be private by default? So like I'm thinking, you know, front run resistance, like private lending protocols, hiding liquidation points, things like that. Um, what are some cool like use cases and benefits you guys have kind of brainstormed? I'm sure you've thought about it more than anyone. <laughs> Do you want to take this there? Yeah, you can take it. You can take it. 
yeah, so so that's that's a perfect example actually. Um, so when talking about DeFi, uh, obviously like one of the biggest problems uh, is front running, and you you basically get front running resistance for free, like like literally by doing nothing when you develop on top of SQL network. Because what is front running? Front running is basically uh, like catching a specific transaction in the mempool before it gets like committed and executed on chain and front run it, right? Like inserting a transaction before it and somehow exploiting uh, your like prior knowledge to extract uh, value from it. So uh, in secret network, it's not possible because all the inputs are encrypted So by default. Uh, so every transaction you send on chain is encrypted and even the block runners, the node runners, uh, no one can actually decrypt and run it. So, uh, so we get, front-running resistant DeFi. Uh, like you said, you have a bunch of cool stuff like private lending and stuff like that. Um, you obviously like, like you get private balances and transfers, but that's obvious. Um, but you also get a lot of cool stuff outside DeFi. So for example, uh, your on like your web three games experience um, can really benefit from privacy because uh, on chain randomness uh, is not really possible with uh, with like public blockchains because how randomness works uh, in software is that you basically have like uh, like on a very high level we basically have like a, uh, it's it's pseudo random basically. So you have the state of the of the of the random generator, and if you know the state, you'll always know like what's the next random value will be, what's the next random number or something like that. So obviously, if you store the the randomness uh, state on chain on like chains like Ethereum, for example. Uh, you can't really use it because it's not random because everyone will know that like the next value. Um, and on secret, it's possible because the state is encrypted and you would like the, the private, the, the random state is always encrypted. Um, so you get things like, you know, uh, by the way, that, that's why, uh, you need to have randomness oracles on, on, uh, public blockchains. Right. And that's what, yeah, and, and that's what uh, secret actually, like with secret, you don't really need random circles. Um, and like you see the benefit of it for stuff like like uh, gaming, for example. So it's, so it, can it, have, it, with this yeah. specific example, it's that you guys can use pseudo random number generators and still retain the full benefit because it's hidden. So it doesn't exactly. matter that it's pseudo, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you can add stuff like, right. So that, that enables yeah. like, cause the only other random number like that I know of is I know Chainlink provides um, mm -hmm. BFR, but 
that's like a whole third party thing you need to integrate with. Whereas you guys can just developers can just build it right in. And it's like way a much lower barrier of development entry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's very cool. And yeah, like you can shuffle a deck of cards. You can add chaos to games. Um, you can do all sorts of cool stuff with randomness. One that I so that's one cool thing. Oh yeah, yeah, just with randomness. Sorry, yeah, I was I was about to pivot a little on accident, but um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. One use case I really like though that is like um, lending protocols, and maybe in the future when we get like faster chains through upgrades, even like um, margin trading and like perpetuals protocols where nobody can see your positions, nobody can see your liquidation points. Um, right. There's like an enormous benefit there once everything is scaled up. I don't know if you guys have, I'm sure you've talked endlessly about everything we're, we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. What's I your, like I, yeah, I'll ask it in this sense for both of you and Tom, you can go first. What's your personal uh, like favorite kind of thing that programmable privacy unlocks? Whether it's, you know, for me, I guess I'd say like hiding liquidation points. I think that's really strong. In, uh, in in today's market, but what about you guys? Well, that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, um, it can be one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the private DeFi is cool. Uh, it's very cool, and like there, there's tons of of like uh, benefits you can gain. But I think like uh, for me. Maybe the uh, thing that most excites me, we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, private NFTs. So imagine like NFTs with private data, uh, which unlocks all sorts of cool stuff. And I think like on like in this area, you can forget about your JPEGs and your like, uh, you know, like usual, like regular NFT that you're used to see. Um, and I think we can really like revolutionize this, uh, uh, like revolutionize NFTs, uh, in web three, because it really unlocks a lot of cool stuff you can do with it and actually like, uh, getting it closer to like real world adoption and usage. Uh, so that's, that's for me. Yeah, and I think we've already seen that. What with like just Stash being one of the more popular, and for a while, I think the most popular. You know, one of the first options um, for NFTs in the cosmos. Um, yep. Yeah, Dior, do you have what? What's your favorite thing that programmable privacy unlocks? Yeah, so I won't choose NFTs as well because Tom already chose it. So uh, I'll <laughs> choose definitely the randomness. I remember myself like. Yep. Uh, Four, four months ago when I only started in uh, Secret Labs. And then I uh, I really wanted to develop something new. And um, I decided to develop a blackjack game. And then I realized that it's really awesome that I can't see the cards that this dealt to other players because it's private and I can't access to this data. I also can see the cards that the dealer has but the amazing thing there was that I really calculated the the random the random number that uh, that uh, was uh, shuffling the deck was generated by me on chain. Like 
can everyone can trust this number no one like no one can cheat with this number this number was generated by on chain and it was amazing like like i was amazed for a few days uh, uh, when i realized the thing and uh, yeah it's really nice i really like it awesome yeah yeah random numbers is a huge one because that in and of itself unlocks just like an enormous uh, amount of potential um cool so is there anything you guys want to touch on in particular before we move on i want to maybe start talking about what we have planned in the future here like the shockwave upgrade and maybe some other stuff but before we get there if there's anything else you guys want to dive into I'm personally really excited about the future, so I'll wait uh, for the future talk. Cool. Um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just do a quick shout out. Um, uh, like in the past, maybe a week or two, uh, we've seen a cool uh, a cool article that was written by our uh, CEO, uh, Guy Ziskin. Uh, which he like is a pretty like known uh person in the uh web3 privacy world and he's put up like a pretty cool article about our design choices of uh like using sgx specifically uh versus for example stuff like uh zero knowledge proofs and stuff like that so he really explains like um the design choices of uh of secret network in particular and it talks about like different uh ways to solve privacy in blockchain uh and like the uh the good stuff and the bad stuff about uh every like possible solution and he explains why we chose uh this specific path to enable privacy in Web3. So yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's the first part of like uh, a few, like there will be a few additional parts about this topic, but like uh, you guys listening, if you're interested in privacy in general and want to do a little bit of deep dive. If it's easily accessible somewhere, you could pin it to the top of this space. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll quickly, I'll need to figure out how to do this. It will take me a minute. If it's in a tweet somewhere already, or if you just make a tweet, um, if you hit the share button next to the tweet, one of the options will be share to this space. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I'll have to find it somewhere. I wasn't prepared, sir. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, we, we can just say no rush at all. Yeah, if, if, it's, if it's easy, if not. Um... If it's not, just shout out the uh, like name and handle again. People can just search it. Because I missed oh, yeah, it. I it. What was it? There it is. Oh, cool. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, perfect. I did see that, actually. Awesome. Um, cool, so, okay. Um, for the audience, real quick, I think we will have time for like a little AMA later. So I know a couple of you already requested to come up and speak. We will uh, get you guys up here. And then for everyone else, you know, if you have any questions as we're going through or you want to come up and ask some, just get prepared for later. But we will uh, we will let you guys up here eventually. Um, 
Sweet. So shall we talk Shockwave? Yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. So I'll, I'll let you kick it off. So what is the Shockwave upgrade? We'll start from the top. Yeah, so I think uh, everyone knows, uh, or those who followed uh, our Twitter page knows that uh, Shockwave update comes with the new update to the Cosm Wasm module. So the Cosm Wasm module is actually the the module that is responsible of running the the contracts and storing their data and validating the data that is going to the contracts. So. The real uh, exciting thing is that this model had a massive change since we first used it. Used it, and um, now when we're when uh, we have Cosm was on VA one, so it actually allows us to use this new uh, IBC protocol, IBC version three, and uh, this amazing mechanism of replies that um, like changes everything. Uh, all the ergonomics of uh, writing contracts uh, and handling errors. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's upcoming soon. We're really excited about it. Awesome. Tom, do you want to chip in at all? Um, yeah, I think Lior basically covered it. Um, we, we were actually, Secret Network was actually the, one of the first, if not the first, chain to introduce uh, Cosmosm, like in Cosmos. So uh, we've been working with an older version for a while. It was stable, it was fine. Uh, but we saw like uh, our first like official stable version, the version 1.0 of Cosmosm. Um, and yeah, like, like um, uh, unlike like uh, different uh, like public networks uh, because our co- like our, our contracts are private uh, and stuff is encrypted. It's a little bit more complicated for us to introduce uh, changes and major updates like this uh, to our Cosmos module. So it took like it, it, it will take a while. It, it take like it takes a while to introduce these these t- changes, uh, and it's upcoming very soon. And yeah, it's very exciting. Cool. So what kind of, um, from both an end user and like a potential uh, DApp developer's perspective, uh, what kind of new stuff is like this upgrade going to enable? What kind of new like tools are there going to be or features or abilities? Um, what, what, what does this new Cosmosm bring for the layman? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I uh, think like most like most of like most of the changes will benefit the the devs. You're right. Yeah, most of them are for the devs, for the apps uh, that are using uh, and want to use a uh, secret network. So the devs gonna enjoy writing contracts and uh, a whole new feature of uh, sub messages and the handling of errors and uh, and uh, uh, and and. Every response of sub message can be handled like by the contract. So imagine in 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 the in the like in the current Cosmosm version. So imagine when you want to send three messages and only one of them failed, it will uh, uh, mark the whole transaction as failed. So uh, it's really annoying because imagine like you want to buy uh, one banana, one uh, apple, and one uh, orange and the store don't have a banana, so you can't buy anything. 
So it's really annoying for a contract developer that they need to like handle those things. And with the Cosmo and V1, you can actually write a whole new mechanism of replies. And uh, in this way, you can handle every response of every sub message and choose what to do with it. You can mark this uh, as a K, you can mark this as error. Uh, it's your choice as a developer. So this is the, in, this is when we are talking about uh, replies. When we are talking about IBC, it's actually like an amazing feature for applications that want to use secret network, but that they're not running on secret network. Um, and you can send SNP20 tokens, which are private tokens to other networks. You can actually get privacy as a service. We really like to call it that way. Like you can get on-chain random from another chain by just calling another contract on secret network and getting this random. So the sky is the yeah, limit here. That's actually the next thing I wanted to talk about. So let's like let's dig into this a bit. Like privacy as a service in particular. Um, yeah, I know that we we talked a little bit about it previously, but in general, I think that the concept of it is one of the sort of bigger points. I think at least it seems like you guys feel from this upgrade, right? And the things that'll enable. Um, and it's like, yeah, so I guess an example to build off your prior example, right? If someone was building some sort of like gambling game, or I don't know if that's actually your example, but seeing the other people's cards or knowing the random number that might be coming up for a chance, you could in theory build that on another chain now and just like rent out the parts that you need private from secret. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So in order to do it, you want to store all of your data, all of the cards that you dealt to to your uh, to your players on a secret network because you can store it uh, on the other network because it's, it won't be private there. And also you can use secret network contracts in order to achieve randomness. Like it's really, you can really do whatever you want. You just need to send a packet to secret network. And if you have a contract that handles this packet, it will handle this packet and then uh, give you whatever you want. Right. Right. And obviously yeah. for anyone listening who's skeptical, obviously that analogy would not make a ton of sense. If you're just doing a simple sort of like gambling game where a lot of it was relying on privacy, you would probably want to build the whole thing on secret um, rather than, but for bigger projects where there's a lot of things going on, maybe there's even reasons they have to be on other chains, but there are just certain aspects of it. They need that privacy or that randomness for uh, this is like a whole new, whole new ballpark or whole new ball game. <laughs> and then, sorry, Tom, you were going to say something. Yeah, like the the privacy as a service stuff is super exciting. Like really, it will be super cool. And with the introduction of interchain accounts in the future, um, it will enable even more even more cool stuff. Uh, another like uh, another thing that I forgot to mention is the ability to send SNP twenty tokens over IBC, which is big as well. So we can finally see tokens like like tokens that are native to secret network like shade and alter we can see them uh over ibc on hubs like you know on uh, chains like osmosis and adam and juno which is also very exciting do 
I guess they when those tokens are on other chains they obviously can't retain full privacy because you know like the osmosis blockchain is not private but how does that work exactly so because uh, as we mentioned towards the beginning you know if i have normal secret or normal atom on on secret network and then i wrap it i'm essentially interacting with a smart chain i mean a, a smart contract that is giving me a like secret version of the token that it sort of manages how does that privacy that like that smart contract provides kind of break down or continue cross chain or does it kind of leave that trusted zone so to speak like just kind of using our colloquial speak from earlier yeah so uh like yeah when you choose to leave secret network and go to uh public chains uh you have to give up your privacy for the tokens you're sending it's basically acting like a bridge uh but like it's utilizing the ibc technology but it's like a bridge in the sense that once tokens leave secret network they are no longer private Uh, are they still controlled by the actually i'm not sure if you I get, yeah, like the, the, the smart contract. Sorry, sorry. Um, the smart contract that sort of wraps them initially and makes them private, like even though they're no longer private, is it still... Are you like controlling your tokens through that contract or does it kind of leave the contract and become yours again, like in its normal tokenized state when you go IBC? Does that make sense even? I'm not sure if that's... Yeah, I, I think I, I get what you're asking. Like. I'll just uh, emphasize the difference between uh, native secret tokens yeah. and wrapped secret tokens. So there's a difference between, let's say, uh, secret atom, which is like it's a SNP twenty, it's private, uh, but it's different from a native secret token like Shade, for example. Yeah. So Shade right. is not wrapped because there is no like native. IBC token, um, and it lives uh, exclusively only on secret network. And until like before the shockwave upgrade, uh, you you were not able to like unwrap it and then send it uh, cross chain. Uh, so for Adam, for example, you can just unwrap it and send it back to Cosmos uh, to Cosmos Hub or to Osmo or whatever. Uh, for Shade, it wasn't like it's not possible. Uh, but once uh, we introduced the shockwave upgrade, uh, shockwave sorry upgrade, uh, oh, so you will be able to. Native tokens are not controlled by the the smart contract that sort of wraps other things and makes them private. They're just private by default. Is that right? Um, native tokens like like Shade. Yeah. So they are controlled by a smart contract, but they don't have like an IBC asset behind them. They, they don't have anything to anything that is wrapped. So you can't just unwrap it and then send it uh, cross chain. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So once we like after the shockwave upgrade, uh, like the, the way that uh, you can send tokens like Shade or Alter uh, and others 
is that uh, you basically send an IBC transaction, then uh, on the other end, uh, you mint, like the IBC module mints uh, like native IBC tokens on the other side, like the other chain. And you can go back. Like when you go back, you basically burn the IBC tokens and it you get like you get back your original SNP twenty tokens. Okay. Awesome. Cool. That makes total sense now. Apologies for anyone out there who got it much quicker than me, but that's that's why we're doing this. We'll go through every bit of it. Sweet. That is so that's so cool. Um so yeah, in a way it's funny that this upgrade on the surface is aimed more at developers, but a lot of the stuff we just touched on is amazing for end users. It allows apps to be built elsewhere that will use, you know, that will ha- can have privacy built in. It allows us to now share native secret tokens across the interchain, like like the rest of uh, the tokens we deal with. So this is super cool. Um, and then also just like, I know just as like a shout out, you guys mentioned when we were talking before, uh, just like an overhaul or addition or improvement to like documentation for developers, like just going back to the basics, making it really accessible and easy for people to build. Is that still in the pipeline? Uh, yeah, yeah. We actually we've been putting a lot of focus on uh, improving uh, the documentation of the like the past couple of months, and we plan to continue doing so. So we beefed up, like, first of all, like we fixed a bunch of broken links and like things that didn't work or like didn't, like wasn't written properly. Um, We kind of restructured certain parts of the documentation so it made more sense for newcomers and developers in general. And we are really like working hard on beefing up the, like the, uh the documentation in terms of examples and like step-by-step development guides and like example contracts that people will be able to just take and like fork it and adjust it a little bit or take certain parts of the code um yeah we we are like we really want to make the uh the onboarding of developers to secret network uh, as easy as possible. And that is also, by the way, uh, we get that with the upgrade as well, because uh, with Cosmosm 1.0, we will be able to like onboard a lot of developers that are familiar with 1.0. And it will be a lot easier to um, to uh, migrate, not, not migrate, but like to deploy uh, like apps from like that was originally built for other chains on secret as well. Right. Yeah. More like uh, is compostable the word there maybe, but kind of interchangeable. Like, yeah. 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 It will be yeah. a lot of easier. Cool. Sweet. Um, do you guys have any hard time constraints coming up for this, or can we can we go over the hour mark? Uh, I can go a bit over. Yeah, yeah, I can go. Okay, cool. Because I have one little, um, I have one little kind of uh, curveball question, or a little bit like unrelated. 
Uh, I want to see if there's anything else you guys want to cover. And then I want to sneak in maybe a couple questions if anybody still has any. Um, but I'll start with, uh, like, if there's anything you guys want to cover that we didn't in, in general, not just about the Shockwave upgrade, um, but overall, is there anything we want to, like, dig into a little bit more or uh, that we maybe skipped over? Yeah, maybe about the Shockwave Omega update, which is coming after Shockwave Delta upgrade, uh, which is mm. all about performance. Uh, we're only focusing uh, on our performance, all, uh, both for queries and for uh, execution. And uh, we're really like working hard to have uh, a new runtime of uh, Wasm on the SGX, which is not that easy. Um, to do and uh, we're looking forward for it as well cool so what kind of timeline are we looking at between these two upgrades between delta and omega maybe i'll refer this question to tom because i'm not sure we have a public timeline for shockwave omega tom do you know a public timeline yeah i think we haven't uh like we don't have any public deadlines yet but i think we can expect it uh later this year like in the following months very cool and so that's just going to be very much so not so much new tools and like things to play with like the uh delta upgrade with you know ibc and chain counts but um more so just performance and stability and that sort of stuff yeah yeah exactly but we're looking at like major major performance improvements so we're excited about that too that's awesome. I think it's always good to kind of slow down on feature improvements and make sure you have a good base. Um, cool. Actually, I had one extra question about um, like interchain accounts, since that's that's apparently coming with this, right? Like interoperability. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting I've noticed in the Cosmos um, is that. Oh, hold on. I'm suddenly blanking. I want to make sure I don't get these backwards. But a lot of chains are starting to run um, hosts, and none are running controllers. Do I have that backwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of chains are running interchain account hosts, um, but none seem to be running like controllers. So nobody can actually like interact with each other. Um, does Secret Network have plans to run like both right off the bat, or what's your game plan on that front? And then maybe yeah. if you can maybe speak to what those are more eloquently than I could to fill in people who might be like, what are hosts and controllers? Yeah, so basically a controller is the way you can communicate with other networks and uh, host is basically means uh, other networks can communicate with you and run contract operations uh, uh, on your side. So the whole thing about controllers is it, it's very new topic like um it's still discussed and still designed and uh we don't have a good example of controller yet we're really looking forward to have the whole new mechanism of interchain accounts of course but uh we're still looking into it and uh, trying to define a good design for a controller and uh of course when we when we will have one we for sure will uh go into this uh, whole new amazing thing of uh, interchain accounts. So would it would it look something maybe like uh, launching with a host and then adding a controller a little bit later down the road, something like that, or? 
So we already have an host. Uh, it's just mm. turned off because there are no controls on chain. And uh, yeah, we can oh, turn okay. it on okay. uh, like uh, immediately. Uh, but uh, we first need to have a controller of our own. Cool. Okay, sweet. Um, let's see. Okay, so I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, my one sort of slightly off-topic question, are we okay to pivot to that now? Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I think we covered most of it. Feel free to, to pivot. <laughs> so just sort of timing situational. This has happened between when we set up the space and now, but secret network, all about privacy. Um, what are your guys' thoughts in general as personal individuals, but then also as secret labs? Um, thoughts about like the recent action taken against Tornado Cash and how that might have implications or what it means, just your thoughts on it in general. Uh, very open-ended. Wow. So uh, first hearing about Tornado Cash was uh, really like really sad for me. Um, people like... Uh, having a lot of trouble with that. And uh, the good thing here is that uh, on our side, of course, um, that we don't have mixers on a secret chain. But yeah, mixers is are a really great thing. But uh, now when we're looking uh, on Tornado Cash and what happens there, like uh, it's really hard for us to hear. And uh, it's really putting a, a big question mark on this uh, thing uh, that is called mixer, mixer and uh, something needs to be done there. I mean, it, isn't the problem, though, that the entirety of Secret Network is just one big mixer? Like, as soon as you wrap up your token, you know, it's, it's, uh, at least I'm, I'm thinking like, a, like a, a government right now. It, I, kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, but not really. Like, first okay. of all, uh, Secret is... Again, it's a public blockchain, uh, which has like privacy capabilities. So we like every transaction you make with secret is public unless you go, uh, unless you go like specific, like if you opt in for privacy, uh, so we go private. And the second thing is that, um, as we mentioned before, like I mentioned viewing keys and permits, um, the privacy on secret network uh, as a composable privacy is completely auditable. Um, and it's like, it's, it's, uh, uh, regulation friendly, quote unquote. So, uh, so yeah, you, you, like, you basically can like, uh, like external parties can audit your, uh, your transactions, for example, uh, using your like, viewing keys or permits right. or anything like that. So, so it's very different in that sense. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, but yeah like th this situation is a big hit for like for privacy in Web three and for Web three in general. Uh, and yeah, it's like it's it's uh, very like it's not a, not a positive thing. And it's crazy. I don't know if maybe apologies if I'm behind on this, but I only saw this morning that 
their entire GitHub got erased as well. Microsoft. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It, it got erased and like the GitHub users got blocked. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Uh, well, cool. But yeah, it does sound like, yeah, you guys have found a really cool middle ground where like if, let's say, a a terrorist or a known money laundering operation or whatever were to like interact or secret network just due to the simple like existence of those like, viewing keys that could let him or her or the entity audit their own transactions that alone kind of makes it so like you know if a government or someone wanted to pursue them it is them much more so that it's on than as opposed to the network because it's like oh well we, we can see what's going on or get proof or maybe trying to say your taxes, whatever, give us your viewing key then, or let us see. So it's not just like, it's a, it's a good middle ground, so to speak. I don't know if yeah. that's the best. And then, and, then, and then, you know, uh, transactional privacy is not new. Like we have Monero, we have Zcash. Um, so like, yeah, like people, like it's not new. And like the, the, the new thing about secret network is like using these, uh, features of like it, it's composable privacy. Like you can utilize the transactional privacy with other stuff, um, and like yeah, it, it, it's it's very different from mixers, for example. Right. Cool. Sweet. Okay, so I guess um, we can pivot. Like. Um... The people who were requesting step down. I don't know if anyone out there wants to come up and ask some questions or touch on some points or really anything like that. I think we have a little bit of time. Do like a little AMA. There's no one requesting right now. So not sure if maybe we covered some of the questions um, just as we were chatting. Cool. Not seeing, not seeing anyone request. So hopefully that means we just did a very thorough job. We covered everything. So no questions. Um, sweet. So what, um, for anyone listening who, you know, maybe they're a little bit involved in secret, just following some accounts on Twitter, maybe they have a little investment, but they want to get like more into it. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll get Robo up here. Um, what what's uh, some of the best like ways to get more active in the community and kind of get involved? Um, probably discord you guys have an active telegram um yeah places to point to like developer programs anything like that things you want to shout out and actually we could we could circle back on this real quick just in case Hello. yeah i don't, I don't want to make we're wrapping up before uh, robo asks what's up robo dude i have to speak very quietly i've got no headset on i've heard about my volume is this okay if finn's there he'll have to tell me how loud can Sounds I? Sounds good. Is that all right? Okay, okay. Uh, no, yeah, not too bad. I heard. I heard earlier about uh, Chainlink was the only one with the random uh, number generator. But I sent you a DM earlier. Anyway, at the time you guys were speaking, just API uh, API three. If I remember, quite a while ago, did this because I, I sent it to uh, Raccoon uh, back in the early days, and they were like, "No, we're just going to build our own." So like. The random number generator and, and probably something else. Uh, Mr. Raccoon, have you got a second or not? You're the brains, bro. I'm just the mouthpiece. So tell me, I don't know if he's there, bro. Has he requested? Has Mr. Rack requested? No? 
No. He hasn't. Oh, supply. oh dear me. Oh, there we go. There we go. Is he in? Uh, guys, when it comes to randomness, uh, uh, I don't know. Have you posted it in the nest? Dude, I sent you a DM with the uh, medium that did on. Ah, Mr. Rack. Would you like to join it? Because I'm going to bed, bro. I've only waited to get you in the conversation. Please, I'm not. <laughs> Timmy, I love you loads. Take care, guys. I'm off. Thank you so much, Robo. Love you too, man. Thanks for popping in. And Raccoon, thanks for popping up here. Hello, guys. Yeah, maybe I can just uh, follow up for what Robo just said. So basically, I, I saw uh, a thing that you commented at some point regarding uh, Chainlink, or maybe can we implement Chainlink coming in Cosmos? So I believe maybe Robo's question was related to this. Will this be possible on Secret, or are there any plans regarding this? Yeah, actually, thank you. <laughs> I'm always curious about chain link integrations and possibilities. Sorry, I'm not sure I understand your question. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, so uh, basically the question is just, uh, will there be any like possibilities to have an Oracle uh, implemented on Secret? Or should we rely on like the pseudo RNG that exists? Or like, what's the positioning on this? Well, I think maybe Tom can like answer this question better. Tom, can you hear? Can you, can you get? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I see your messages yeah. getting some connection issues. Were you able to hear any of that? We can hear you. All right. Yeah, I think I'm back. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, so yeah, just question was... on like general possible integration of Chainlink or other Oracle services like API three. Um... Uh yeah. So there's nothing like that technically prevents us to from uh from integrating third-party oracles in secret network and we actually have uh price oracles from band uh that are active on secret network um so yeah like you can basically choose whatever you want once they're available but like on, like on chain uh on chain randomness is uh will be a lot easier and also like less uh less expensive in terms of transactions and gas usage uh than third party oracles so yeah i think you're funny probably, enough, yeah funny enough yeah i think random numbers is actually not the best example because you guys have an inbuilt solution but uh yeah just for the other many like services an oracle can provide um yeah have there been like yeah, it's, and, and it's possible but has there been as far as you guys know from you or any third-party teams even like has there been any work towards that or any actual like because i know and i only know this because um zaki just randomly replied under a tweet one day when i was saying something about uh like chain link in the cosmos and he was like, oh, it actually already exists. People just don't know about it. And he like linked to some GitHub module. Like, A, is that anything you guys know about? B, have you seen anyone like working on any kind of integrations or something beyond band protocol? I'm not I'm not a huge fan of band. <laughs> um actually I'm not sure. Like I, I'm not aware of any existing integration between Cosmos and uh chaining i think i might have heard it as well but uh, like i'm not aware of anything like 
yeah, like an actual integration. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's technically possible and it's, uh, you know, it, it's a thing of if there's demand for it, let us know and we'll know to, to work on it basically. So, uh, we, we haven't seen like uh, huge demand for it yet. So we haven't really worked on something like this. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's hilarious to hear for me. I like, I'm of the belief that the first half decent network that like fully integrates chain link will probably be the one that blows up the biggest or, or API three API three is cool. I know Robo shouted that up earlier, but the, that, that sort of ability I think is holding back a lot of crypto. Um, yeah. But, but then, but, but then, but then like, uh, Privacy, like, uh, sorry, yeah, privacy as a service uh, will play a big role as well because then you can basically have randomness oracles. Uh, yeah, true. You can become ADC, an oracle using ADC. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So that's gonna right? Because when we were talking about privacy as a service, it's it's everything under the umbrella of like services that Secret can offer. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Raccoon, did you want to add anything else? I didn't mean to just uh, take over for you there. <laughs> no, I think uh, you guys basically completed my, my question. It wasn't that much clear at the beginning, but uh, with the interactions, it actually answers everything. Thanks a lot for the answer, guys. Cool. No problem. All right. I think we can uh, about wrap it up here. Um, Prior to what I was saying before, Robo hopped up. Um, is there any uh, links, kind of communities, things to join you guys want to shout out in particular? Um, I know the secret Discord is obviously a great place to start, but don't don't both jump at once. Don't, yeah, don't so the Discord is a very hard, good right? place. To... <laughs> yeah, right. So the Discord is a good place uh, to start in. We also uh, are available on Telegram and. Uh, here on Twitter and of course, uh, um, like everywhere you can reach us, uh, uh, where you're really welcome. Um, Tom, do you have any other channels? I guess well, Tom might be having some connection issues again. I know he was earlier. Um, I would shout out yeah. for anyone new and just like wanting to explore secret sort of. Um, check out the website and the ecosystem page there. It's like a pretty good overview of a lot of the stuff going on. And I feel like I check in every now and then and I'll see something that I didn't hear about on Twitter or missed. I just missed it or whatever. And a really cool way to kind of stay up to date with everything going on there. Um, yeah. So it looks like Tom is having some tech issues. He just uh, DM'd me. So I think maybe that is our sign to close it out for for here. I'm sure. Tom would have said a lovely goodbye and thanked you all for coming. So I'll, I'll do it in its place. Um, thank you, Terra Spaces, for recording, as always. Um, Rack and Robo for hopping up here to ask a couple questions at the end. Um, yeah, and thank you all for listening. Hopefully uh, this covered everything. You know, if, if you guys have more questions about Secret, though, anything we didn't cover, feel free to DM myself, um, either of the guests here hop into the dis secret discord uh there's tons of places to get your questions answered so don't be afraid to learn um thank you so much for joining me and uh join me again tomorrow morning for a more general cosmos chat um hosted by everstake that'll be 
7 a.m. my time, which is uh, Pacific. So you do the conversion. But um, hopefully we'll see some of you guys tomorrow. Um, no Cosmonaut Boot Camp on Wednesday this week. I'm traveling. So that's why we did this today, actually. And uh, yeah, other than that, follow Cosmos Spaces to stay up to date on all this stuff. Thank you so much. And uh, Lior and Tom, I see you've reconnected. Thank you so much for joining me. This was this was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, so and thank you, Timmy, for having us. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Thank Sweet. you, guys. All right, everybody, enjoy your night, day, morning, wherever you are, and we'll see you at the next one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Cosmos Spaces Secret Network Chat with Secret Labs, hosted by Tendermint Timmy, recorded on Monday, August 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain. Checking that replay, sing along, and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little math. Magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual can't artists, say they're making can't even say they're pennies, making pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth Like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit Trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through When I'm making my music